ex excellent day. Um, friends from all around the world, different places listening to this podcast. Uh, this is transformational teacher and speaker, Dr. Harry Benjamin, uh, reaching out to you with this week's teaching series. And as we begin this week, I wanted to begin this week with a song. And hopefully this song speaks to you. And uh, the words, listen to the words. It's from a great singer that the world knows. His name is Bob Marley. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the great, great, great Bob Marley. One of my favorite artists in the world. You know, just did a really awesome job with that song. And uh, for those who, uh, you know, knew, know him, I may have listened to other songs and uh, truly check out his music, I uh, will realize that, you know, this gentleman is a mystic. And he spoke some very um, powerful truths uh, that, you know, can help individuals to actually uh, have an awareness of what's really going on. 
Uh, and the words in that song, you know, as we discuss time, uh, eternity, and heaven uh, this evening, morning, or night, where whatever time it is in the world that you are listening to this podcast, uh, I hope that this information will be of value and of benefit to you. And I and I pray that at some level that it helps you to transform uh, your life, uh, information that will be very transformational and help. Are you to go into deeper dimensions of your own being and to realize more peace, more joy, more fulfillment and liberate, you know, more of your divine potential as you continue to move forward on this planet. Uh, So this uh, series of teachings that will be done over time uh, is dedicated to us realizing more peace, more joy more wisdom, more creativity, more genius, more abundance, more prosperity. You know, it's dedicated to us realizing those qualities here and now. Uh, you know, I am someone that recognizes and knows now uh, that the future is really now. And, you know, the way you end up living the future is based on the things you do today. So it's very important to recognize that all we really have in, in terms of time is now. And uh, we'll discuss this uh, to some extent this evening, and hopefully it will bring more clarity for those who are already understanding these principles. Then maybe it will help in some way for you to have a more clearer, deeper understanding of um, this aspect of our lives. Now, uh, I titled this talk, Time, Eternity, and Heaven, uh, to bring us into an, an awareness of you know, what time really is, Uh, what eternity is, and what heaven is. When I was growing up and coming up, you know, as a young man, even as a young adult, uh, even as a, I guess, (laughs) even in my 30s, I, you know, I thought eternity ended, or began, rather, at the end, when time ends. Or, you know, in some ways I thought maybe when you, you know, you die, you leave the earth, then you leave the earth and you go into eternity, Right, so you know there there's that misunderstanding to believe that eternity is, is somewhere else. Uh, you know, when when you die, you go to heaven, and then you'll be you know living there for eternity. Or in some cases, some people say, well, if you don't do uh, certain things, or if you don't believe a certain way, then when you die, you probably end up in what they call hell um, for an eternity. So, in understanding. Uh, these concepts, it will help uh, more of us to become more aware and awake to the truth of our being. Now, time. What is time? Uh, time is really, uh, you know, the measurement of uh, one of two things. Either you can move from one physical location to another physical location, and the time it takes to get there in terms of seconds or minutes or hours is, is measured. Uh, the other way that we can measure um, something is to measure an experience. So, you know, you may listen to this podcast for the duration of it, and you'd say that it took this amount of time. So time is usually the measurement of experience or the measurement of distance between two objects. That's what time is. Now, time is really a human construct. Uh, it is a convenient way in which human beings use to measure distance or to measure experience. You know, and when we look back up over what we call time, 
it tends to break up life into, you know, pretty much two broad segments. Uh, you know, it breaks up time into the past and it breaks up time into what we call the future. And oftentimes it ignores the present. And the present really is really the most important aspect of what we call time. Because that's the only real useful aspect of time that we have. Uh, the past is no longer existing. We only have access to it through our memory or through some method that we may have used to record events. And the future hasn't happened yet, which means that the only way to have access to that is through our imagination. So time, what ends up happening to us in terms of how we live is that we become what it could be described as time-blinded, right? We become blinded by time um, because we look at life from the lens of the past experiences that we have, and we tend to look at life um, from a concern or sometimes ambitions towards the future. And oftentimes the present moment is ignored, so if, if you look at, you know, when, when I look at when I was growing up, and just being very practical uh, so that we could see where we developed these blocks. Uh, when, as, you know, as we came up and we had experiences, if you notice how your mind works, our mind tends to either love to go into the past, right? So a lot of times if you check out how your mind thinks, you may realize that you are more past-oriented, which means that you like to think about what happened, how it happened, the good old days, or you know things that may have happened that you would have liked to have happened differently. Um, that's a past orientation or a, a you know a predilection to the past. You have a preference to the past. Um, some of us have a pre preference for the future. Uh, your mind may also you know be mostly concerned about what's happening. Um, you know, is, is it going to be okay tomorrow? What's going on next week? Uh, maybe what's going on later during, you know, after this call. So our mind tends to be future oriented or it might be ambitious, you know, very ambitious. Trying to say, okay, I want to get this done. I want to get this home, this car. And we're constantly focusing on acquiring something in the future. We become future oriented, oriented. Uh, some of us, you know, even though we may not be past or future oriented, tend to hang out in fantasy, you know, uh, being, you know, in, in a sense of concern about what people might think about us. Uh, embarrassment is one thing that the, the ego loves to do. Or, you know, vanity, you know, I'm looking really good today. You know, I wonder if they saw how my dress looked, my shirt, my jacket, my shoes. I'm looking so sharp. So the mind has a tendency to, gravitate towards these areas and by so doing it ignores the really the most important aspect of what is called time which is now while you're listening to this conversation so we, we end up walking around life and we tend to think about life from the context of our past experiences or whatever ambitions or concerns we have in the future and we end up ignoring the present and what they human mind tends to do, it tends to pull the past and the future together as, and, and seeks to have it as one continuous thing and by so doing, eliminate the present. So a lot of us, our lives are, you know, based on what took place in the past. So we ended up identifying ourselves to a great extent with our past experiences, 
our past experiences in terms of whatever culture we're living in, the nationality that we may have. Uh, we also tend to, you know, drag along with us, um, of course, you know, familiar, familial relationships. Uh, we also tend to, you know, which school we went to, you know, all of those things about our past experiences, uh, we tend to pull them around with us. And then those past experiences inform in a great, to a great extent how we live in the future. And the choices that we're making in the future are usually based on what we have done in the past. And we're oftentimes seeking to um, do things in the future to maintain or continue in the track of what we had done in the past. And as a result of that, the past and the future tends to be one continuous line. And it looks to us to be, okay, so that's time. You know, uh, I was, you know, we would say you were born in this year, um, you know, because that's how we have measured it. And, you know, each year, and, it's, and which year is that? If you are listening to me from the Western world, you would probably use um, the, you know, the British method. If you're listening to me from China, your year is different. If you're listening to me from certain cultures, you know, like the Jewish culture, your year is different. So, you know, we have really given, we are the ones, human beings, who give um, meaning to this, right? Meaning to this, these changes that we see um, by trying to measure time using a day, you know, the, the time it takes for, um, the, you know, the earth to have a complete revolution around the sun, you know, revolution itself, the earth revolving around its own axis, um, you know, while it revolves around the sun. But when it revolves around its own axis relative to the sun, we experience what we call night and day. The sun is always shining, but it's just the Earth's revolution that causes one to feel that there is um, a change, so to speak. Right? But if, if you um, continuously, if you're in an aircraft and you know you kept flying towards the um, the east, let's say. Right, you'd continuously face sunlight. You know, there'll never ever be a night. So, the the concept of time is a human construct. It's something that we did as human beings as a way to navigate our way on the planet to make the experience of life um, more practical and something that we could actually um, make, I guess, sense of. But what ended up happening is that we got lost in it and we got blinded by time. And because we got blinded by time, the concept of eternity ended up being projected as something in the future, right? You know, so I, in growing up, and I think most of us had that experience, where we think eternity begins at the end of time. Now, there will come a point where time ends. And this doesn't mean the end of the world. You know, what it means is the, is the individual will come to realize that time is something that we we have as a convenience and it's not something permanent. Now, eternity is what is permanent, not time. Eternity began before, not began, because I would remove the word began, because eternity doesn't have a beginning, right? What is eternal didn't start. It's just always. And, you know, the human mind has a difficult time understanding this because when we think about eternal, we think about, you know, anything. You know, we tend to think about when it started. And it's difficult to understand something not having a starting date or a starting point. 
you know, the, the being, uh, which is eternal, which is our creator and ultimately um, us that's created in the image and likeness of our creator is self-existing. And self-existing means that there's no previous cause. There's nothing before the creator that created the creator. The creator exists as a self. And that self-existence doesn't have a beginning, so to speak. It is, it's its own beginning and end simultaneously. And eternity doesn't have a starting point. Eternity is always. So when you look at eternity, eternity exists. Now time began within eternity. Meaning that eternity was always there. And then time began. Now when time began, that's when human beings started to measure their experience and then also measure the distance it took to move from one object to another. So eternity is always. Eternity is, not, is something that's always. So while you're listening to me right now on this call, on this podcast, you are in eternity. Eternity doesn't have a beginning and eternity doesn't have an end. Time, however, is something that we use as a convenience and it's more linguistic than anything else. Right now, when you, while you're hearing my voice, that's the only time that really exists now. There's no other time but now. But for convenience and in terms of understanding what took place, we use the terms past and future and we tend to measure things for a way to grapple with stuff. But then if we focus on that only, we may lose sight of eternity. The only time that's valuable is now. And now is that aspect of eternity that exists in what we call time. So now becomes our access point to the eternal. That's why it's so important to recognize this because now is very important. Now, when we understand this or you know start to assimilate this concept of eternity happening now then we don't postpone living to a future we don't postpone and wait for some future time you know for experiencing eternity eternity can be experienced now now to experience eternity what this means it's to in a sense, become extemporal. You're coming out of time. Now, we are really in eternity, but we have become time-blinded. So our mind thinks in terms of past, present, and future. And by, by the past and the future seeming like one continuous thing, it, bl- it blocks our visibility of eternity. And it took me some time Uh, of meditation and prayer and insights and revelations to see that I am eternal. And when I say see, I mean from an inner seeing, my third eye, seeing that I am an eternal being that never had a date that I was born. And if I was never born, it means I can never die. Now that aspect of ourselves, each of us has it. It's not something that you can get rid of is not something you can get away from it is literally your life your life is eternal your life is spiritual 
The words spiritual and eternal are the same words. We are told that we are spirit, soul, and body. So the spirit side of ourselves or the spirit aspect of ourselves, which is really ourself, right? That aspect of ourself, the spirit soul is eternal and the body is used for a period. And that period we may call time, which may be 70, 80, 100, 120 years. I think probably mine will be 150 <laughs> in this one, <laughs> right? So eternity exist now eternity is not something that you have to go to the future or wait for time to end to experience to experience this you know there are practices that one can do spiritually speaking daily practices that will eventually allow you to bump up into your eternal nature you'll have a realization uh, there are two words used from the buddhist traditions Either you'll have what, what's called a satori or a kinsho, uh, which is to have uh, a moment of enlightenment, which will later on become stable as you become aware of your eternal nature right here and now. Now, when this happens, what starts to happen is that the eternal aspect of your being starts to break into time. And it changes the way you experience time. One of the great things about knowing your eternal nature is that you'll no longer walk in time in an anxious way. You'll no longer be worried. You'll no longer be concerned about the future. You'll have a lot more peace and joy. You know, you'll tend to start to bring um, more of the qualities of the eternal into your life experience. So this realization has profound has a very profound effect on the way you will experience life here on this earth i encourage you to start practices that will lead you in that direction i covered some of these practices on one of the previous talks i've done i think it was on stabilizing your identity right and uh, i covered some of them and then one of the major ones which is silent meditation I'll be teaching on that soon, and I'll actually be doing a meditation on this podcast. Uh, this coming weekend as well will be my first uh, video presentation. I'm starting once a week uh, video presentations that will be put on a YouTube channel. And this is all geared uh, towards me um, playing my part. I, you know, I've been inspired uh, you know, by my own spiritual practices, I've been inspired to share these tips, to share these ideas, to share teachings. Uh, there are books that will be released. I'll be releasing my first book um, later this year, and uh, I I will be putting out two other books thereafter. I, you know, so there's a number of things, conferences, workshops that will be done so that more of us can wake up. More of us can wake up when arisen kings embrace unlimited powers. Wake up when arisen kings embrace unlimited powers. You are already a king or a queen. You are already divine. You are that. But what needs to happen is that we need to become aware of our divine nature. And when one becomes aware of it, not theoretically, not hypothetically, not believe you are, but when you know you are, it changes your life experience. 
the quality of your life experience shifts dramatically. You become so much more peaceful, so much more joyful. You know, your peace and joy will, will reach sometimes limits that you wonder, wow, was this even possible? You know, as I was speaking um, today to, you know, one of my uh, mentees um, that has, you know, gone through her own um, process of becoming enlightened and had a beautiful moment, uh, I think it was today, uh, you know, where she was able to see what's called quanta. You know, some of you may not even know what that word is, but later on, as we progress, you'll get to know quanta, which is that essence of light. It's that unit of light energy. And, and when you see them, it's really transformational for you. You know, it really gives you a perspective. She saw this table, and eventually she saw only the quanta. And she saw millions of them, you know, vibrating really rapidly. And other um, aspects of our surroundings were vibrating at different speeds. So this, this aspect of ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, is beautiful, Right? It's a really beautiful experience to come to know your eternal nature. And as one comes to know one's eternal nature, then one starts to understand more clearly what Jesus meant when he spoke about heaven. Because he was asked in the scriptures, you know, it's reported that um, the Pharisees was asking him, so when is the kingdom of heaven coming? And, you know, and he says, don't, don't look for it over there and don't look for it over here. Right, meaning that don't look for it in time, don't look for it over there, you know. So, don't go some distance right into the future to try to find it, and don't look for it over here, right? You know, don't, don't look for it that way. In uh, the Gnostic Gospels, it's reported to have said that, uh, you know, don't look for it in the sky because if it is, the birds will get there before you, don't look for it under the sea. Right, or the fish would get there before you. And he goes on and he told the Pharisees in the Bible that the kingdom of God is within you. And in the Gnostic Gospels, he said the kingdom of God is within you and around you. Meaning that, and he also went on to say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we should, what's known as repent. We should turn away from nonsense and you know we should wake up to the truth of our being and start to live from a place of love, and joy and peace. So the kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning that it's now. It's not something in the future. It is now. Now, when when you look at heaven, because oftentimes people think, you know, you heard Bob Marley in the song, you know, people saying, you know, you die and go to heaven. You know, the thing is this, is that you're literally, your being, your spiritual eternal being is in heaven while you're listening to this conversation. But you believe that you're on earth. You have a belief based on your life experience that you're here. Because our, our awareness, when we're growing up, and the way we are aware of ourselves, the way we are aware of our environment, we tend to think of ourselves as being on earth. And we experience life this way because our, our awareness is focused on, the, on our physical body. And our body, of course, is on this planet. So as a result of that, we tend to think of ourselves as being on earth and think of heaven as being somewhere else. Now, heaven is actually here and now. The thing is that it's a different dimension from this three-dimensional world. So it is around us, it's within us, and in fact, it is us. 
However, we will have to come to realize and know this. Now, when we come to know this experientially, when we come to know this, we will know that we are actually eternal beings that are having a human experience. We'll no longer see ourselves as, oh, I'm merely a human being, or you might say, I am a human being, or when the human being dies, I expect to be in, in heaven because of doing certain things or practicing certain things here. Well, you know, that's really a, a belief that we came up with. But if you take time or to study, you know, beyond listening to this podcast and you really start to meditate and pray, you will at some stage have your own revelation that heaven is here and now. You'll recognize that you are in heaven. You'll also come to a point to realize that you have never really left heaven. You have had a belief that you have, and that belief has become an experience that we have had individually and collectively. But when you wake up, when you wake up and you become aware and awake to the truth of your being, you will recognize that you are in heaven. Recognize. Remember. Know. You will recognize. Re-know. Remember that you are in heaven. You will recognize it. You will see it clearly with your inner eye. And in addition to this, the qualities of your life changes and some of your powers that are natural to you will start to wake up. Some of these, you know, like unbotherability, all needs met, you know, peace and joy continuously, uninterrupted. These qualities will start to develop once you become aware of your heavenly or your eternal nature. So heaven is not somewhere, you know, in the, in the future. Heaven is here and heaven is now. And it is a dimension of your being that with correct spiritual practice, you will be able to experience. And when you start to experience that aspect of yourself, it changes your, the way you live life on earth. The things that would normally concern you and worry you fall away. Fear becomes something of the past, so to speak. You no longer carry it around. You know, I've had a number of experiences of, you know, even one time one comes to mind, when we were driving in Nigeria, myself and um, three of us that were in the car, uh, my son was sleeping, Abraham, and uh, two of my friends, Ijoma, and another one by the name of Chidi, and we were driving on the highway late at night. I didn't remember or realize I should not have my phone in my hand with the light on. And, you know, while we were stuck in traffic, the traffic wasn't moving, it was just stuck on the highway because of some problem ahead. And, uh, you know, a, a gentleman brought the glass to steal the phone, you know, and when he brought the glass, you know, I, I didn't even flinch. You know, I was sitting there calm as ever, and I looked him in his eyes, and, uh, you know, I couldn't even understand what he was saying, and she explained that he wanted the phone. And then eventually she gave him her, uh, her phone, and, uh, you know, I was praying for him, um, very soon after, you know, I was just praying for him, for him to come up and out of the fear that he was experiencing, why he believed he needed to do that. I wasn't panicking and worrying that I was going to die, he was going to kill one of us, because I'd gone past the stage of being concerned about the body, right? Being concerned about my physical body and what will happen to it. 
So because I no longer had that deep subconscious concern, when this experience took place, I was not afraid of anything. There was nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to concern myself with. So I'm very grateful for that, right? Very grateful for that um, perspective because it allows me to have a deep stability. My awareness is so, you know, so settled, right? And each and every one of us that's listening to my voice, that's something that you have access to. Heaven is not in the future, my friends. Heaven is now. It is here and now. And when you look at the spiritual teachings and you look at what all of science is now telling us, you'll recognize that heaven is now. Bob Marley said, if you know what life is worth, you'll look for yours on earth. <laughs> so don't wait for the future to live your life. Don't live life on the layaway plan, waiting for some future time before you start to live. Like you're storing it up for some eternity that's going to happen in the future. That is really a false way of being. Life is now and is meant to live completely and fully now. One of the things I'll touch on before I wrap this up is the concept of hell. You know, a lot of people think there's a hell in the future somewhere. Um, now, the thing is that nobody is going to hell. Do people go through hell? Yes. You know, does hell happen as, a, as an experience? Yes. Right? But in terms of an eternal hell, that's not something I believe. I really know, you know, from my own experience and my own, um, you know, understanding spiritually, that heaven and hell are states of consciousness, dimensions. Now, hell has temporary experiences. Some people go through hell here on earth. Some people have a hellish experience. And, you know, it, it, it can be very, um, you know, telling at times. But heaven, on the other hand, you know, is, is not the opposite of, of a hell. You know, like there's a hell with fire and, you know, brimstone to catch people. Uh, you know, those of us who still carry that belief, you know, I encourage you to really start to really, uh, you know, check that out. Uh, because there is, you know, there is a lot of information that we have gotten which was off the track. Uh, information that wasn't correct. Uh, that has caused a lot of fear and anxiety and, and worry for people who have you know, in a sense, you know, uh, misuse the time that they have here on earth um, instead of doing some great things with it, you know, live life. I'm trying to avoid some, some negative consequence in the future, which really is not going to happen. But a lot of people live their lives that way. Now, heaven is that eternal aspect of, our, of, of what we've always, uh, I guess, dreamt about coming up. You know, the idea of um, a serene, wonderful, beautiful um, atmosphere where, you know, everything works, everything is great, you know, everybody's taken care of. Well, that is uh, an idea that exists in the mind of God, right? Yes, you know, heaven, in terms of that as a possibility and a way to live, yes. Our responsibility is to download that idea on earth, that idea on this earth. So heaven and earth become one. That's our responsibility, and our responsibility as though the expressions of God, the divine emanations of the Most High, our responsibility is to take that idea and live it here on earth. Now, before you can actually live from that, you have to have a realization of it. You have to know that you're eternal. When you know this, 
through um, spiritual practices of meditation, affirmative prayer, you know, study, um, high-minded conversations, you know, life visioning, selfless service, fellowship. When you know, when you do those practices that I just mentioned, you know, there are seven um, distinct practices which we should continuously engage in. And by so doing, gradually, for some of us, most of us, it will be gradually, you'll become aware of your enlightened nature. For some of us, it will be sudden, but majority of us have a gradual awakening and realize this eternal aspect of ourselves and then the peace, the joy, the wisdom, the creativity, the genius, it starts to flow naturally. And also you become inspired, impelled to do the right thing at the right time. A lot of great things start to arise from your soul. So I want to encourage each and every one of us um, to go ahead you know, and do your practices, get down like James Brown, and just really start to practice so that you can become aware of your eternal nature. You'll also become aware that heaven is here and now. You'll realize that it's our responsibility to download heavenly qualities here on earth. You know, it's not somewhere in the future. It's not something that we should wait to happen. It's something that we have to bring. You know, you have to bring heaven into your experience. You know, from the mind of God. You know, as the mind of God starts to think through you, the mind that was in Christ, you should allow to be in you. As that mind that was in Christ starts to think through you, it changes the way you think. Your thoughts become thoughts of inspiration, thoughts of encouragement, thoughts of upliftment. Your words change. It'll be very easy for you to say, I'm doing amazing and grateful. I'm wonderful. I'm magnificent. You are beautiful. You are fantastic. You know, when people will say hurtful things to you, you can rise above it easily and say something of love and gentleness and kindness towards them. Even though they said something or did something that was hurtful to you. So as you live from that space more and more day by day, the quality of how you experience life changes. So this series of teachings, ladies and gentlemen, is dedicated to just that, to us realizing more peace, more joy, more love, more kindness, more gentleness, more power, more abundance, more strength. You know, these eternal qualities breaking into time and changing the experience of time so that our attention becomes focused on the now. We will be focusing on the now and not running away unnecessarily into the future and not rummaging into the past and being distracted from putting our attention on the most important aspect of time, which is here and now, so that you could go ahead and bring those eternal qualities from the mind of God to bear on time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege and honor sharing with you today uh, next week, we have another call coming up. Man, I'm so fired up and I'm so excited about life. Life is good. All right, look out for the video. I'll send it out as soon as it's, uh, it's complete. I'm excited about that version of this movement and also the various things that are coming up in, in the future, which are all geared towards us realizing more and more of our divine nature. God bless each and every one of you. We'll see you at the Omnipotent. Omnipotent palace. See you at the omnipotent palace. See you at the top. The omnipotent palace. God bless each and every one of you. Bye for now.